You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 185. This episode is brought to you by Pure Wad. PureWad.com. We've been talking about (laughs) we've been talking about their products. We love their products. We really test the the products that we get, and Claire's especially likes the protein. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I don't. I I do love pre workout. I don't really use post workout um, like Joy does. I tend to just instead drink protein powder, and I am absolutely loving the Pure Wad build. Um, I have tried both the chocolate and the vanilla, and I'm kind of more of a chocolate person, but the vanilla is really good as well, and I have been using it. Um, I know a lot of you guys who follow us on Instagram have seen that I do like a intra-slash-post-workout drink with its vanilla um, protein powder and lemonade, and it's so delicious, and this protein powder is so tasty in that. But the thing I really like about it is that it's not whey. It's actually just grass-fed beef isolate protein that has collagen, gelatin, a lot of the same micronutrients you would get from eating a piece of meat, which sounds really weird, but it is actually like just so much easier my digestive my digestive system I'm a little bit lactose intolerant I've always had a tough time drinking whey protein like I've kind of just had to suck it up and deal with the fact that it makes me a little bit bloated but um the grass-fed beef protein does not make me feel that way and I just love it so um one thing that another question we've gotten from a lot of people is does it mix up well and in my experience like I just use a blender ball and I haven't had any any problems at all. Like sometimes since it's grass fed beef, it gets a little foamy at first, but you just let the foam go down and then just keep shaking. And it's wonderful. So I've been using that for now for several weeks and um, I am never going to go back to whey protein. I just love it. Go to purewod.com, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com. Use code GGW for 15% off. You can try all their products. You can order one at a time. You can get a subscription. You can do any combination thereof and support the podcast by supporting some awesome products. Yeah. And we've had a lot of listeners do these single serve sample box if you're interested in that and a lot of people love that because that way obviously you can test everything before you really commit to doing a big order so again purewod p-u-r-e-w-o-d.com and the discount code is ggw thank you guys so much for just supporting our sponsors and supporting the podcast at the same time we really appreciate it so thank you purewod all right so this week uh well first of all let me tell you a really funny story i was about to tell claire and then i was like well let me wait until we hit record so scott ordered the metcon threes of course <laughs> of he course did. he did and he, he ordered them those, did they order him for himself yes i'm having a hard time talking did he order them for himself yeah just to like wear around the house no he really he wears them to orange theory Oh, okay. Yeah, and he he's so cute. He just, you know, he runs Orange Theory, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's running, rowing, and they do like a weight room section. And so they cycle through that. Like with, free weights, mostly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of body weight movements. It's very CrossFit-esque, I have to say, but just definitely, you know, no barbells or anything of that nature. So, and it's I've like done... very boot campy. Yeah, yeah, very boot campy. And he loves it. And so he's always looking for a shoe that can kind of do both running and then also that more of those dynamic movements when you're in the weight room they do they'll do burpees but then they'll also do squats and he he's a taller dude and so he's he has he doesn't have like the, the strongest core stability so he often kind of will tweak his back a little bit just doing these these uh-huh. crazy movements so he's like I really need a shoe that's like going to stabilize me but you know those running shoes are super padded Squishy. and it's just like completely yeah. not functional for that movement he really does like the CrossFit shoes for that reason and then of course that's he fair. loves Nikes so he's oh my gosh always... he has a Nike tattoo on his ankle guys <laughs> you're not supposed to talk about that <laughs> just FYI 
Okay, well, let me back up right now because everyone just did a record scratch. They're like, your husband has an ankle tattoo. Of the, uh, not just any ankle tattoo, of the Nike swoosh. Okay, so I have to interject and explain that away right now. Um, <laughs> so everyone doesn't just like freak out and be like, what on earth? Because when I first started dating him, I think our first date, he was driving me home and he was, we were talking about tattoos and he's like, oh yeah, I have a tattoo. And I'm like, what is it? And he goes, oh, this may be a deal breaker. And when he told me what it was, I was like, I was so, I just loved him so much that I was like, well, I'm willing to look past that. He got it when he was 18. That's how much of a Nike geek he is. But to this day, he he's actually gone through like four removal sessions to get it taken off because he's like, Oh, really? Is oh, yeah. Off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost Did gone. What were you inking? Uh, <laughs> I love that name. What were you inking? Uh, I can't remember the place he got a Groupon. <laughs> so he... Oh, my gosh, you guys. The parishes are keeping Groupon in business. <laughs> he got a Groupon to take for room tattoo removal. So he's done. Yeah, it, it's almost gone. It's pretty faded. But it's so funny because I totally forget that he has that. <laughs> It's oh my gosh. So ridiculous. Anyway, so yes, he does have a Nike swoosh on his ankle. Um, have I ever told you about the guy I dated who had a Lord of the Rings tattoo? No. What? I haven't told you no. about that. No. What is oh it? Oh my gosh. This was like my like college I dated this guy for like two, two and a half years in college. Like all of college I dated this guy. Which just to, so you guys all don't all get confused. I was I finished college in three and a half years. You guys were like, uh two and a half years is not all of college. So I like I dated him for all but like the my senior year of college because he graduated and moved away. Anyway, so he had this tattoo across his pec, like smack dab in the middle of his chest. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, what does your tattoo say? And he goes, It says baptized in fire. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like what language is that in? Because it just, it kind of looks like Arabic or something. And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. So I immediately jumped to the most dramatic conclusion, which is like, maybe this guy, like his family died in a house fire. Like something happened, you know, like there's a reason he doesn't want to talk about it. So the next time that I thought I brought it up again and I was like, okay, just tell me like what language it is. Is it like some Middle Eastern language? Like, is it, what is it? And he was like, you're going to make fun of me. And I was like, oh, well, if that's why you're not telling me now, I have to know. It's not like some like deep personal secret. And he like says, he goes, well, it's like says some word. And I was like, it's what? He goes, it's the language of Mordor. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Uh, and I was like, oh, is that like from the book? He's like, no, I just translated this one part. And I was like, oh, you translated it. So he translated it himself, got a tattoo on his chest, and then was like super self-conscious about it. And I'm kind of like, okay, dude, that's like really super nerdy, but like you have to own that. Oh, man. Like, yeah, this is my freaking Lord of the Rings tattoo. And I'm cool and, you know, and because it just made it so much more awkward. But, oh, my gosh, I will never forget that moment of being like, oh, like trying to play it cool. Of like, okay, You're <laughs> the like, language of Mordor. Oh, no, I, I'm not like super. I mean, I've seen all the Lord of the Rings movies, but I haven't read the books. So at least Scott's tattoo is not in the language of Mordor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so he bought the Metcons. Okay, so he bought the Metcons and he just got them. I mean, they just arrived in the mail. And of course, he probably got some ridiculous overnight shipping because the guy can't wait for anything. And they are actually pretty cool. But the funny thing is, is as I was setting up to record, he comes in here and he sets them on the desk and he's like, so they can give you energy and you can have them here when Stop you're recording. It. Yeah. They're actually, like Scott's version of crystals. They actually, <laughs> they're absolutely that. 
uh i i gotta say they're pretty rad they have they're the i'll post a picture of them but they're the blue and lime green and they have silver the silver swoosh and then they have a silver tongue and i've gotta say i'm really loving the silver it's pretty pretty neato do we want to talk about the fact that the metcon and the new nanos are like the same exact shoe yeah that didn't you call it and then we saw that picture yeah Yeah. Or I, yeah, as soon as I saw that, well, they have the same exact colorway. Yeah. Like, the first one that came out, it was, like, that dark gray with, like, the kind of red and orange, like, sun, like, kind of fiery, whatever. And it's like, okay, this is the same shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I just, uh, I mean, Nike, I feel like, <sighs> kind of getting a little geeky on the shoe talk, but I feel like when Metcons first came out, they were trying, they were figuring it out. I definitely yeah. feel like the Nanos had it dialed in as far as what CrossFitters needed, and they were much more durable, and they lasted longer. And then the Metcons, when I got my first pair of Metcons, actually fell apart on the, you know, like where the toe kind of bends. Mm-hmm. And so I sent them <laughs> back, I got a new pair. And I think a couple other people have had that issue. But now I feel like they're pretty durable. But man, the Nanos can freaking take take a beating. I know. I've had my Nanos for a year and a half. Yeah. So that's but I mean, I've been working out in the just in like that's a, the only thing I've been working out in for almost two years. Yeah, I used to yeah. favor the nanos. I think a lot more because of that. So you didn't feel like you were I mean, because in CrossFit yeah. we're doing so many different movements. I feel like you don't really have to worry about it. Yeah, it's not like running where you can just run for six months and then you get a new pair. And there's not a ton of beating when you're doing running other than just mileage. But with CrossFit, it's rope climbing it's doing burpees it's doing jumps it's yeah. doing barbell movements and so really i i like the look of these and i know this is kind of annoying because obviously you guys can't the listeners can't see them but the the heel of it really is pretty sturdy so i feel like it, they already are right now pretty built as far as having a nice stable heel for when you're doing squats and yeah. it, they still really have that where the lip kind of goes out a little bit so we'll see i'm i'm curious to try i mean scott's like try them on i'm like yeah like i'm gonna get a feel for them with an 11 and a half shoe but (laughs) uh just kind of looking i like the um they have a really cool design on the sole so it's kind of like these crisscrosses uh where the where like the rope guard is it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. so i'm excited i i'm sure at some point i'm gonna have to get a pair and just well no scott's probably gonna get me a pair and surprise me and be more excited than i am about the shoes yeah I don't. I mean, like every time they come out with a new Nano, I'm not a shoe person. I'm not really like a gear person in that way. And I kind of always just kind of like roll my eyes, like why? Why do we need a new? You know, what's so different about this shoe that we're? I mean, whatever. But then I saw the baby ones, and I was like, oh, okay, I think Miles needs them. <laughs> <laughs> really the ones that you got. Every day. Those are his shoes. He does the ones yeah, you got at the those, games. Yeah, he wears them every day. Aww. he's in this phase right now actually where he always wants to have his shoes and his jacket on and then when, like tonight we put his pjs on him and he just walks around the house holding his shoes <laughs> i he love loves them. it i know and, but now the nano sixes for toddlers are on sale and so i'm just gonna go buy a bunch because they're like, the... really durable yeah toddlers. toddlers like wear the crap out of their shoes that's awesome but they're like always sort of scooching and yeah so if, now's the time to get a pair of metcon twos if you want them because they're probably going to be dirt cheap now that the threes are out yeah pro tip so So it's another week and we decided to talk a little bit well a lot of bit about therapy hack questions and we asked listeners to submit i don't know just some questions and uh if you had anything specific around joy breaking out her therapy hat but then we out we all of a sudden got this amazing question from Susie that i really think we just need to get into yes so take it away (laughs) Susie. thank you Susie. she says i love therapy hat 
I'm a psychologist, so this is right up my alley, and I'm super grateful that you guys cover difficult topics. I think it helps normalize the big scary things, especially when people we trust can be so candid. A few weeks ago, Claire spoke about her struggle with life having no wiggle room and that the stable, comfortable stage feels just around the next corner. I related pretty hard and I was reminded that I have to work on accepting that everyone is on their own schedule and that we all have to walk our own path. Also radical acceptance, which I kind of joke about that term because it's such a freaking therapy term. She goes on to say, Joy hasn't spoken about it in a while, but she's mentioned being on the fence about the whole kid thing. This is another area where, regardless of where you are, if you are anything like me, other people's intrusive questions can shake the most radical acceptance of your own journey. So my therapy hack question is, how are you both doing with radically accepting where you are in life? And how do you manage other people's opinions on where you should be? Yeah, just a small, light question. Mm -hmm. This Um, is one of those questions I would ask at like the last five minutes of a guest. It is what you would ask. Mm -hmm. I also would like to put the disclaimer that we did get a bunch of other great questions and we're going to try to get to those as well. Yes. And we are very much appreciate everybody sending in questions. I don't know, Joy, do you want to start? (laughs) Part of me me was like, oh, Claire, you go. I, okay. So, well, it's kind of funny because if you would ask me this like three or four months ago, I'd have been like, great, I'm fine. But I'm in this really, I was debating on really getting into this tonight because I'm just like, man, I've been really just struggling. And Do it. <laughs> like to a point where I didn't even want to record tonight. I was like, I'm in the worst mood. Uh, I can I can laugh and I can pretend all I want right now. But I'm just, just today I felt like crap. I hate to blame it on the weather, but I really do suffer from like seasonal affective disorder where you just... Yeah, and we woke up this morning and it had snowed and like I was not expecting I was not ready for another just like dark, crappy, cold day today. So I just am not, I mean, asking this question today is very much different than I think when the days are longer and the weather's warmer and that totally affects my mood. But what I thought about when I read this question is I started to cry. Did you just yawn? Yeah. (laughs) Claire. This is why I can never be a therapist, Joy. Yeah, I, I know. tried to move the mic. I'm not yawning at you. I'm just yawning in general. Oh my gosh, it really is difficult. It's I. It's a struggle. I got to tell you. So I I understand. Um, I apologize. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so no I yeah. When I read this question, I cr- almost cried because I was. First of all, it's, it's a very honest, deep question. And I think we're. We're so used to just kind of shooting the shit and talking about silly things. Yeah, like, we can, what do you eat? Yeah, out. we can, we can get serious at times too. But I feel like this is just a, it's a really good question to consider. And I think especially I've just been feeling super reflective about life. And I, you know, for various reasons, like this is the anniversary of my grandma passing away this month. And just like a couple things that have happened in my life that are pretty more intense around this time of year. And, and I think like, you know, as far as accepting it, there's been times in the past few weeks where I'm just like, man, I'm just struggling. Like I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to talk to anybody. But I know that's when I should be talking to people is when you're just kind of, I don't want to say depressed per se, but just just not feeling great. Like my mood's pretty up and down, you know, just kind of blah, right? Like that's really the only way to explain it. So as far as radical self-accepting I think in terms of where I'm at my right now sure but I also am like I think in times like this I tend to seek other things I tend to want to plan a project or I kind of want to get outside myself and Sandy's like Sandy once put it very well she's like well Joy quite frankly 
you're a seeker. You're always going to seek other things. And so I think I tend to do that a lot more when I'm feeling down. I'm definitely not a wallower. Like I'm not going to just sit around and complain. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm just going to be like, ah, how can I, how can I jump out of this hole right now? And so that's kind of where I'm at like right now. And then like thinking broader picture, because I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to go. But yeah, I mean, she brought up the question about like, you know, people being intrusive about what you should be doing. Luckily, I'm in a point in my life where I don't feel like people put pressure on me to should or you should be doing this or you should be doing that. In terms of like having kids, I think that's something that people, it's always surprised me that when I've said that I don't think I'll have kids, I've always, always expected people to kind of give and I've been very lucky in my life that people haven't done this to me but there's I I feel like I've always expected people to go oh you'll change your mind or oh you'll just right whatever whatever like that yeah, you whole say that now yeah you say that now just wait until whatever that's just something that Scott and I have I mean I I will always say like we can never say a definite no because I just don't believe in that I don't believe in life like I just ha- always have to leave like some door open just in case like who kn- who who the hell knows what's going to happen but I've always I guess expected that and I think I have a harder dis- time with my decision or with our decision I should should say because I feel that people are thinking that no one's ever like outright said that but I feel like that's kind of what people are thinking or they're like oh that's she's going to live a sad lonely life yeah, <laughs> or, you know only- what I mean like but I've never felt that way. Like I have a very odd distorted way of thinking around that stuff where I'm like, I just feel like I was put on this earth for some very different purposes and being a mom is not one of them. And, you know, there's so many different ways that I can experience life. And I just, anyway, so that's kind of a long gnarly question or answer to this question, but there's a lot of different layers to it. The bottom line I should say is that I don't ever feel like there's a should. I don't feel like there's a projection of other people thinking I need to be somewhere that I'm, that I'm not, or that I should be doing A, B, and C. But I do feel, I do question it, I guess, is is what I'm saying. Like, there are times where I'm like, am I making the right decision with my life? What does radical acceptance mean in your life? Like, my if life you personally? were to radically accept, I know that, that you know, therapy, ther- therapy term, therapy term. Yeah. But if you were to, like, radically accept everything about, you know, about winter and about whatever, like, what would that mean? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a great question, Claire. I think that <laughs> truly means not beating myself up because the tape that typically will play in my head is what do you have to be sad about? What do you have to worry about? What do you have to fret about? Like even just before we were recording, I was like, oh my God. Like I was I was so close to texting you and Jess. This is so true, like true moment. I was just about to text you and Jess probably a half hour before we hit record. And I just want to be like, I am really struggling. Like I am in the struggle bus and I am just like having a hard time. But I know Jess is going through a really difficult week. I know that you're like trying to get miles down. I'm like, why the hell would I bother my friends with something that feels so trivial and feels so like, (laughs) it sounds bad, but it's just like, just shut the F up. Like, get over yourself, get over your emotions and like push them away and you're going to be fine. Like kind of suck it up. And that's kind of how I was raised. Not in a way of like, my emotions weren't valid, but I was very much raised in the mentality of like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, like, move on, move on, move on. And so that's kind of my tendency is like, 
I don't like radically accepting it would be like just knowing that this is okay as opposed to like trying to get rid of like I have to like be very, validating it. Yeah, but I have to be very mindful that there's times when I try to dump it on other people to relieve myself. So that's kind of something that I try not to do either. So then maybe like allowing yourself to just experience it and not like feel like you have to make excuses for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's like the whole like if we just want to distill it down and make it very simple is very much like bad feelings are just going to happen. It's a part of life. Life is meant to be difficult at times and we should just know that that is a part of living. So I think that's kind of that if we're going to use that term again, radical self-acceptance or radical acceptance of where you are, I think I definitely don't want to do a disservice by just being like, just sit in the moment. Like, I just want to shoot people who say that, but (laughs) just accept it. Like the whole, I mean, not to bash yoga, but there are times when I'm just like, no, like (laughs) don't, don't tell me to just accept and breathe in the emotions. But I think it's just reminding yourself, like when that comes up and be like, okay, yeah, like it sucks. Things do suck. And I'm not going to like push it away and just be, you know, like try to get away from it per se, but just be like, Mm -hmm. all right, this is going to pass. This too shall pass. What are the like other, and I'm not just saying this to avoid answering the question myself. What are, (laughs) other than like the kid thing, what are the other areas that you feel like you are either struggling with or you feel like you don't let yourself accept? Sandy and I were talking about this the other day because I think this is something that maybe we should revisit. I'd love to hear the listeners weigh in on this too. I feel like there's times in my life, I think when you're in your 20s and 30s and soon to be 40s, your goals change. And so in my 20s, you're in our 20s, you know, we're very ambitious. We're trying to set a foundation. We're trying to find the partner. We're trying to set up the house and start a family, whatever that looks like for you. And then in your 30s, you're kind of really more establishing your career, really solidifying that foundation, building that family. Uh, And I'm just saying like, this is kind of the quote unquote, typical trajectory for most people that I know, right? Or at least society. Mm -hmm. Do I think that's people need to be on that? No, but I'm just, you know, that's kind of like where I was at in my life of what I pictured my life to be. Sandy and I were talking about this the other day, because I feel like I'm at this point in my life. And I have been for the past few years where last last week on the podcast, I mentioned where I'm kind of like in this chill, safe spot where I'm pretty happy with my where my life is, which is true. But I also have have a loss of goals where I'm I'm kind of struggling with where I should go next with goals as far as I feel like in you know 20s and 30s it's, it's almost like go 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 where you and I have talked about the year of less and where you're kind of mm-hmm. just scaling back and just not having to just balls to the wall all the time but on the flip side of that I feel a little aimless so I think that that would be a part where I'm struggling to find fulfillment in in challenges not to confuse it with just like going 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 but I do feel a plateau in my life in that area if that makes sense yeah that you're not like it's not like you're I think the opposite of not having goals is not necessarily just running around but I see what you're saying and I used to do like big shit and I really took pride and this is where the other thing the confusing thing come comes in because I did it for different reasons when I was younger I did mm-hmm. it to prove people wrong I was on a mission in my 20s to get out of the the small town I grew up in. well it's, it wasn't small but I it was very limiting it was um you know I wanted to show everybody that I wanted to get out of here and make something of myself because 
you know, everyone that I was living around and grew up with was starting families at like 20. And I was just like, this is not, this is not my life. I will not have this happen to me. And I wanted to get away and I wanted to prove everyone wrong. And I I don't know who I was wanting to prove anything to, but that's what was my mentality was like, I'm going to be the biggest, best person that I can be. So I had these, I was always like, everything was super intense. Like I'm going to sign up for these marathons and do these races. I'm going to go to grad school. And then at this point in my life, I am happy with what I've established, but I'm kind of like missing the, I don't think I ever want to be at that point of like crazy ass goals, like doing it for those reasons, but I do miss the direction. So I don't know how to, I don't know how to remedy that, I guess is my point. Well, maybe that's like, would be radical acceptance thing that maybe that would be like, you're radically, you're accepting like that was a phase of your life that is over. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sandy sent us journals for Christmas and one of the journals that I, it's like a, just a little, you know, do a diary of things you want to have happen and goals. And I, I mean, I used to be able to fill that up in two seconds and I look at it now every day Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what the hell do I write? Like I... (laughs) I have a good job. I love what I do. I like the podcast. I love this community. I, And so that's kind of like a, it's interesting to me. So I think that I'm just going to kind of keep that on the back burner in my mind. And I don't know how to remedy it. And I don't want to just be like, the year of less means we're just going to kind of coast along. Like I know that we've yeah. really tried we've to about talk not. about that. Yeah. And I think like oh. Brandon and I a little bit went through something like that when we moved back to Denver and we felt like, you know, especially Brandon for several years, his biggest pursuit was just like his own kind of agenda. And he was always going, you know, focusing on the next big climb or whatever. And then he was like, you know, I just got to a point where like, I just don't, like, it's not that I don't still want to go climbing. I just am not going to, like, really sacrifice a lot of other things in my life to get these big climbs. I'm not going to, like, train my butt off just so I can, you know, go climbing for one week. And, like, it took him a long time to be okay with that feeling. And I think that that's kind of a more tangible example of what you're talking about is, like, he finally just had to realize, like, you know, this is still a part of who I am. And it was important because it made me into who I am now. But it's not, like, I have to let go of the fact that it's no longer a part of my daily life. And that's okay. And- it doesn't mean that it wasn't like important to you at the time no and as you're talking it really makes me think too that as i was saying this it almost sounds like <laughs> i've reached the i'm like put out to pasture with goals yes. and that i'm never gonna have them again <laughs> and that's not the case like maybe this really is a time in my life where i can just chill out and enjoy what i've established and created yeah. and not have to worry too much like the next thing I will never I will always be a doer I will always be a dreamer I will always be a seeker and that's not to mean like oh just because I don't have things right now or haven't had them on the same level that I used to you know over the past year or two doesn't mean that's never going to happen again like I'm not fulfilled but I think that that's just that's kind of the thing that I've maybe struggled with is like oh my days are over (laughs) it's not the case Well, and like we talked about a couple episodes ago where you were like, you know, what would it look like to to have everything you wanted? And I think and initially I think our minds go to like, oh, that would mean I'd have all the money that I needed. But really, I think that's a it's a much bigger question of like, what would it really mean to get up every morning and do what I wanted to do and like be in a good place in most of, of the relationships in my life and have most of my financial needs met and have like you know, and like, that's just where you are, you know, it's like, you're no longer like just scrambling, trying to put things together. And I think like when overall your life kind of settles down and in a lot of those bigger areas, it makes it easier to kind of just like take a step back and think like, okay, you know, the rest of your life is not that pace anymore. So it doesn't make sense for you to have goals that are at that pace. That's very true. I mean, I because I really am 
you know, I think a lot of us, we really relish in routine and that's, that's a great comfort, but I, Mm -hmm. I am like, I love the routine I have right now. I love getting up early and going to CrossFit. I love hanging out with my CrossFit family. And then I come, I I mean, I just, I really do like that pace, but I think we can also confuse that with a rut. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that's necessarily the case. So anyway, that's so long-winded. It's a really good question. (laughs) It is. I love, Susie, thank you for that. It it really made me think. So Claire, what about you? I think I've like kind of come to a similar conclusion as you, but for the opposite reason. It's less of like a feeling of like, oh, I can't think of anything, you know, or like there's just nothing in particular that really is jumping out at me in terms of a big goal or whatever. It's more just that like, and this is kind of the whole, my whole impetus for the year of less was to say like, there's just too much going on and I can't add another goal on top of it. I can't really add another pursuit on top of it and like really be able to put effort into that I need to just focus on sort of like meeting my basic needs in terms of I mean not like you know I think I've said this before on the podcast it's not like we're just struggling and living paycheck to paycheck I mean we are living paycheck to paycheck but not like in a sort of you know about to go on welfare sort of way but I more mean mean meeting my basic needs in terms of like socially and you know just like in my family life and getting enough sleep and you know just feeling like at the end of the day like I've kind of finished the things that I need to do. And I feel like if I add more expectations on top of that, it's not going to give me, you know, for a while, I was kind of trying to add expectations of like, well, a lot of these things that I'm dealing with right now are not things that I necessarily can control, like Brandon being in school, or, you know, the fact that we have this tiny little overlord who lives in our house, and I can't control those things. And so I at first I thought like, well, I'm let me just I'm just gonna create a goal outside of that. So that no matter what happens in sort of my nuclear life, like I still have this other goal that I can focus on. And that spectacularly backfired, because then I also wasn't doing well at that goal. And it just made me feel like, well, you know, now I'm not getting anything done. And so I think for me, the radical acceptance is sort of has been a process of thinking like okay it's okay to be unstable and it's okay to not necessarily have a plan for the next five or six or seven years I think that I've always thought that like a good you know like I guess in my head like an like an adult or like a good leader or a good employee or whatever like you can see the whole picture like you know where you're going Mm -hmm. and I think that I have in some ways been done a disservice by a lot of the leadership training that I've had that really focuses on like, okay, where do you want to go now work backward? Because for me, it's like, I don't necessarily know where I want to go right now. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that really has, interesting. Yeah, it's just it's left me feeling really kind of aimless for a while being like, I don't know what I want my endpoint to be. So I can't create a roadmap to that. So that has kind of like left me feeling like, well, crap, like, does that mean that I don't know what I want out of my life? And like, you know, if I don't know what I want, then how can I be working towards it? And then like, does that just mean I'm wasting my time? And, you know, at my job, we've had a lot of turnover in my department since I've been there. And it's just a small department. And it's not like any one big thing. It just so happens that throughout the last eight months, when you only have four people on your team, when one person leaves, it really impacts the team. And we've had a lot of turnover. And I have spent a lot of time, you know, especially even just in the last like week thinking to myself, like, am I going to spend the next two years of this job, aka my first two years of this job, like doing literally nothing but bailing water. And then I kind of had to step back and be like, well, so what, you know, like, if that's the case, first of all, I know that I'm not going to rather really trying hard to not think about or put myself in a position of looking for another job while Brandon is in nursing school. It's just job hunting is too much of a hassle. It's too much 
take on. Yeah. Starting a new job is too much to take on while brain, you know, unless like the perfect job were just handed to me, that's one thing. But like, I'm not going to go out and look for another job. It's just not, I've drawn the line. Like, I'm not going to do that while Brandon's still in school. Yeah. And, you know, so then, okay, great. Then I spend two years, you know, learning a lot about, I don't know, how I deal with adversity. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting because as you were talking, I just thought of this as well as like, we are kind of coached or at least all the information that we see is that we should be striving towards a goal, <laughs> striving yeah. towards this like big grand thing where I, I just, I'm not convinced that we need to be so hyper-focused on that. And I think it's a good reminder to just say, hey, I don't know where my endpoint is, but I'm going to enjoy the journey right now. And I'm going to, you know, whatever comes our way, if you're inspired to do something, do it. But I, I do think we're kind of force-fed the idea that you have to have this end goal I've had to really accept, you know, I like I hate the phrase, you know, like live in the moment or what. Like that just sounds so kind of woo woo. I agree. Tight. It's like the same thing of like, you know, just breathe through it. <laughs> just yeah, just be gentle with yourself. Just give it a hug. Yeah. Hashtag just so blessed. But it, you know, it's kind of true in the sense of like for me, that phrase doesn't necessarily just mean like you know focus on what you have, but it kind of just means like don't freak out if you don't know what your next you know if you don't have a five-year plan you know like I just remember reading this like lululemon goal settings sheet that was like basically made it sound like you needed to have a 10-year plan in order to like oh my gosh I think you and I like read that on the podcast of like last year yeah and it was just like this is so overwhelming like I have no idea yeah where I'm gonna be in 10 years and frankly like I don't really want to know where I'm gonna be in 10 years you know, I, I have to kind of remind myself, like, 10 years ago, I was in college. I was 19. I was dating a guy with a Lord of the Rings tattoo on his chest. <laughs> Full circle. Woo! You know, I wanted to be a chiropractor, which, incidentally, I flip out when anybody, like, cracks their neck around me, which is why I finally realized that that was not my path, also because I failed physics twice in a row. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, not going to be a chiropractor. But, like, <laughs> if you had asked me 10 years ago, like, what's your 10-year plan? Like, definitely don't think I would have still, you know, thought I was going to be living, like, 20 minutes away from where I grew up. Like, you know, there's just so many things that there's nothing wrong with where I am now. And, in fact, you know, I wouldn't change anything about where I am now. But it's very different than I think where I thought I was going to be. Which I think is is why I know everyone out there is familiar with smart goals. Let me tell you how much I hate smart yeah. goals. Yeah, I, I'm just over it. <laughs> I just, anytime that buzzword comes up or they have the picture of how to set a smart goal, I just want to chuck it across the room. And if it works for you, great. But I am just not that type of thinker. And I also, I feel like it's too limiting. And it also kind of sets us up to fail. And in a way, I know it's supposed to be for success, but I feel like it kind of keeps you in this rigid, it's almost like the same thing as like, um, like when, when you set resolutions, or you and I have kind of set goals in the past, it's like, we've, we kind of loosely set them. And I think there's a beauty in saying this is kind of what I think I might like, but it also helps you to figure out what you don't want. And so yeah, um, I think sometimes if you don't meet this smart goal that you then you end up feeling like a failure if you all of a sudden you realize that you just don't want that anymore but yeah I feel like that's just it's a backwards way to do it and I I think what it comes down to as well I was thinking about this today just in terms of like therapy hat is cognitive behavioral therapy if you if anyone out there has ever done any type of that therapy it's so much just to do with your mindset and the things that you tell yourself every day and I think that's kind of what you and I have been talking about for this episode at least is kind of like what are the things 
things that we're how do we limit ourselves just by the way that we're thinking? Like you saying you have so much on your plate right now, but you felt like you had to add an extra goal. And then you sat back and you're like, well, why? This just isn't working for me. Like, what are the things that you were telling yourself that made you think you had to set that goal? And I, I think like, you know, going back to the kind of like the what does radical acceptance look like in your life? Like it really just has for me turn into like just being okay with where I am and not feeling this just never ending. What's what I'm looking for? Like just this never ending grind of like you always have to be pushing for something more. And if you're not, then you're wasting your time. Like I've had to just kind of let go of that assumption that if there's not a bigger picture at play, then that must just mean that I'm not trying hard enough and have had to just accept like, no, I'm trying. I'm working my ass off, actually. And that's plenty. You know, just like work my ass off today, do the best I can do today and not freak out if I don't know how that necessarily is working me towards anything else. Like that's just going to have to be enough for right now. And I think that kind of like, you know, when we talk about the year of less, like that's kind of the root of what I'm kind of trying to get to and experience is like. Like, what does it really mean to expect less from myself in the sense of like just fewer freaking things? Like, is it okay for me to just say, you know what? Like, I don't really care if what I'm doing right now propels me into some crazy next level. You know, it's not like I'm not motivated. It's not like I don't care what happens. It's not like I don't want to like make a difference. It's just that I don't have. Well, I think it's what you're saying. very superficial to constantly yeah. be like working on my dream. Well, here's the thing is we are very self-centered in that way. Like, can we, and I'm not saying that I've achieved this by any means, but can we start to, to shift our thinking instead of saying, what are the things that I have to accomplish every day? Why is that the standard that we have to accomplish every single day? I'm guilty of doing that. I know a lot of us out there, you guys listening are guilty of doing that too, of what did I check off my list today? I, you know, people are writing to-do lists and just, you know, they feel good because they can check it off that they accomplished something. Like, I get that. That's very, very helpful. Um, and necessary in some in some ways. But also can we I feel a little bit hippie-ish saying this, but can we start to think instead of the things you have to get done today is the things that you can give each day or the things that you get to do each day or the things that you can just appreciate every day, as opposed to the dialogue every single day you wake up, like, what do I have to accomplish? Can you notice something today? Can you say mm -hmm. hi? You know, can you can you appreciate? Can you love? Can you, I don't know, touch someone's life? Can you smile? Because I fall into the trap of like, go, 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 accomplish, accomplish, get it done, get it done, go to bed, wake up, repeat. Well, I think it's hard, like when you're, you know, especially like in this community and we are we follow and are friends with and have interviewed so many like amazing yes. entrepreneurs and you're constantly looking at their lives and being like oh my gosh like they like you know are out there you know and they're constantly posting like I can't believe I ever worked in a you know in an office job and I mm -hmm. could never imagine doing anything besides this and I'm just kind of like that's great and I've kind of had to let myself decide like that's great for you and that's not where I am right now and right. like someday I would love to be there and like I just don't have yeah I think I, that's I a like good we've point talked about this a lot in the last couple of weeks so I don't want to just beat a dead horse yeah it's, but it's, it's, it's important not... and I'm glad we're talking this out it's funny like how I, we started this podcast and I was like Debbie Downer and now I'm like I feel really good talking this out which goes to show <laughs> how important it is to talk to your friends when you're feeling this way. But I, I think, okay, let's just bring one more point and then we'll kind of move on. But I do think that we are inundated with seeing everyone's accomplishments every single day. Like, look at the meal I made. Look at the workout I did. Mm -hmm. Look at the business I'm building. Look at the... So it's like instead... I, you know, I know that I'm not like gonna change like millions of lives here. But I just feel like if we can all just kind of shift a little bit instead of even taking that in and making us feel like, oh, I didn't do enough today, that we can start a different conversation. I think that's that would be helpful, at least for yeah. me. 
Man, Susie just really sent us down some good uh, rabbit hole of reflection. So I think a, a good this is a good segue into another question we got via email. It talks about just feeling like you don't have have control over your life and how do you push yourself to do keep doing the things you enjoy when you feel down. So I'll read it. It's anonymous. She says, I'm currently in the process of undergoing IVF. After trying to get pregnant for three and a half years, my husband and myself found out this year that we were unable to conceive naturally. The likelihood of IVF working isn't that great, but we wanted to try anyway. First of all, I'd like to interject and tell you that I was conceived by, via IVF. I don't know if I've, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but so Claire's an IVF success story. You can do it. <laughs> uh, Miles wasn't. I personally was. I feel like my body isn't doing what it is supposed to do, and it has really mind fucked me. I have started to have a hard time pushing myself in the gym and life in general, and have had several times where I've wanted to break down and cry during a wad. Now I'm a few days into doing shots at home, which has been very hard emotionally and physically. The side effects are very uncomfortable. I'm having trouble staying motivated and sticking to things I used to enjoy. I feel like I don't have control over anything right now. I was wondering how you push yourself to keep working out and doing things you enjoy when you feel so down. I did get a therapist, and I'm loving that, but any advice? or words of encouragement would help this is so so difficult i'm glad you're seeing a therapist because that is huge but i see so much of this is like complete two completely different things here so you know trying to push through something that is so emotionally and physically taxing in and of itself your body is going through just a whirlwind of struggles and so if you're basing that off of like how do i get into the gym and push myself you're working against yourself here. So to give yourself, if it's helpful, and I think we've said this before, just in general, if you feel like going to the gym after you leave, you feel good. But if it's just something that you're just not really loving right now, just look at it as a season in your life of maybe you take a break and you do something else that makes you feel better and is rejuvenating for your body because your body really is needing this time to heal and to also just, you know, you're not wanting to kind of work against yourself, if that makes sense. I think that's true, but I also think like, you know, I kind of hesitate to like draw a, a comparison between trying to get pregnant and being pregnant because like I don't want to kind of be like, well, when I was pregnant, but because that feels mean, but so that's not what I'm trying to do here. But I just think like, you know, hormonally speaking, probably went through a similar thing. And the I will say that going to the gym really helped me feel like I still had a lifeline. So even though I think I could have easily told myself like, this is not what I need right now. My body needs a break. It helped me feel like I was still tied to kind of my, the body that I had once had control over and that really helped me and so you know on the other hand if you know a joy is saying doesn't really resonate with you really trying to find a baseline and, and get in there and get into the gym but just don't put any expectations on your time in there you know just like we get in there and like that's enough and just letting yourself do whatever you need to do when you get there you know go easier that day or like just push the crap out of yourself because you need to have a release that day and just kind of not putting expectations on it ahead of time I think that that was a big thing when I kind of felt like you know I don't have any control over what my body is doing I don't have any control over how I feel the one thing that I could do was at least just put my physical body into the gym. So kind of just showing up is half the battle. Yeah. And in that case, I was like, for me, showing up was 100% of the battle. And mm-hmm. after that, like once I was there, it was like anything else is... It was a success. Great. Yeah. It was, it was mm-hmm. a total success. I think also just how do you push yourself to keep doing things you enjoy when you feel so down? I think that kind of is the same, a little bit of the same answer of like, sometimes you have to just, I don't want to say go through the motions because that sounds like really bad advice. <laughs> But I think there comes a point where you have to just tell yourself, I know that this is going to feel, I know this is going to make me feel good once I get going. I just feel like when you are in a, in a phase of uncertainty and, you know, a difficult time, there's so much inertia. As you're saying this too, I'm thinking of just in general, 
like kind of going into therapy hat mode is if truly if your hormones and your emotions and everything's kind of all over the map, it's so hard to just say, oh, I'm just going to do it. We can say that all we want, but actually practicing it feels like climbing a mountain. And so if you're in that Mm -hmm. mode, what I've found to be helpful with patients or otherwise is that to write down or at least just kind of conceptualize in your head or even write it on your phone, what you're going to do by 7am that morning, really minute by minute, it's almost kind of like the AA saying of day by day or one day at a time and one minute at a time sometimes this really can apply to situations like this if truly it's just the emotional piece where um, you cannot wrap your head around getting up and going and doing something don't think too long too far ahead because that will just completely overwhelm you so if that's something that would be helpful for you I would really recommend just kind of I would even have patients just write down like we'd sit there together and write like seven o'clock eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock of what you're going to do that day and just like a loose agenda and I would always say okay if it changes it changes but just don't think about the next thing until the next hour and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like the next minute because that's truly that the only thing that your brain can really handle at that time if you start to think too far ahead and you get really anxious or depressed about it stop and then just be like, oh, I'm thinking too far ahead. Where am I right now? Like do a little mindfulness, whatever. Take a few deep deep breaths and get back on track of like what you just want to do within the next 30 minutes to an hour. I like the question uh, that I, let's see, I think it was on our Facebook page. And I think we'll probably end with this one. How to overcome the daily grind and start really living outside of the norm. I feel like every weekday and every weekend is on repeat. And that was from Sarah. I know we mentioned a little bit about this earlier as we were talking. I think it's worth just covering because what I said earlier is like we like our routine and we can kind of confuse that with not doing anything. So I think this is a good place to revisit that of just because we have a daily grind. Is it truly something that you're just kind of bored and you need to add something to your life? Or are you confusing that with you're not accomplishing anything and you have unrealistic expectations on yourself? And I think it can also be just as easy as like, just find a new fitness class, like make an appointment, change your hair, you know, like just literally just get out of your own way and just do something that seems kind of stupid or silly or ridiculous. Let yourself kind of disrupt that routine. And so if you feel like it's constantly on repeat, then get up tomorrow morning and go to the morning class and just see how that changes your day or try a new restaurant, just little things that can kind of just disrupt that. I think once you start throwing little things in here and there you'll realize how easy it is to break up the routine and even if it's like find a new fitness class I don't know you know if there's always something you've been meaning that you've been wanting to try like actually taking that step and taking that initiative and signing up for it I think it can be so easy to just say like man that's just feels like there's nothing I can do to get out of this constant every single day is the same. And I feel that way a lot right now. Like my, you know, I get up, I get ready, I drop miles off, I go to work, I pick miles up, I come home, I make dinner, I put them to bed, I get ready for bed, and then I go to bed every single weekday. Yeah. Like there's really not, you know, and I've talked about this ad nauseum, but there's really not any room to like add anything else. But it's just like the little things of trying like throughout the day, even at work, you know, even if I'm just sitting at work, like I can still do different, do things differently during my day in the building. Like I really try to make a, a conscious effort every single time that I think about it to like get up take the elevator all the way down to the first floor you like go like I could easily go to the water fountain on my own floor but just get up and move around like just those little differences of like I'm not just going to continue to do the same ex- 
exact thing every day, it really makes a difference. And it sounds so cheesy, but like little tiny things like that really add up. It really does. I would encourage Sarah, we need to do another challenge, Claire, because I think this might be a good way for everyone. And we could do kind of like a therapy hat challenge slash, I don't know, challenge, better life challenge, not so much related around food, but um, just maybe we did a, in our private group, we had a couple posts at one point asking for accountability. And mine once was drinking more water just because I really am horrible getting better. But I, I was just really wanting to drink more water. I'm like, man, the only way I think I'm going to do this is if I put a shout out on our Facebook page. This is like our, our little private group asking everyone to cheer me on because I just really need to be accountable today and I want to make this happen. And it totally worked. And so I, I feel like that might be something too, Sarah, if you have some friends to keep you accountable or talk to you about it, of things that you maybe want to do or a class you want to take or something just to kind of shake up your day. And it doesn't have to really be big, but it's just something as simple as that I think can really help. The other thing that comes to mind is we as humans will do things that keep us comfortable. We do things that make us feel good. So uh, sometimes we have to challenge ourselves to step outside of our comfort zone. And I like to live by the idea of do one thing every day that scares you. Not to say I'm going to go jump out of a plane every single day. I would, I would never do that. But that's some mantra that always comes to me is try to do something every single day, day that's a little bit uncomfortable. I like the whole mentality of uh, what's that business book of like eat the frog. So do the thing that you don't want to do the first thing at the beginning of the day because that kind of primes your brain to be challenged a little bit. So I would kind of question of where you can add that into your life. Well, the one other question we got on our Facebook was about letting go of the past and old perceptions of yourself. I feel like we did kind of cover that. So I don't feel yeah. like we talked about that in terms of like the radical acceptance. I think that's kind of all part of it. Old perceptions. Do you feel like, uh, are there people in your life that you've really wanted to emulate or people that you've found that their advice has really stuck with you, like leaders or managers or anyone really? There's not like one in particular that comes to mind. I think that like, I more so have always just had this image in my head of the person I thought that I wanted to be. And so I've just done a lot of trial and error to figure out how to get there. And I'm still in the middle of a lot of trial and error. But I think more than anything, if there's anything about an old perception that I need to get over, it has more to do with old perceptions that I feel like limit myself. Like I really struggle with feeling like I am not athletic because I never, ever, ever was an athlete growing up. I like was in fact a hilariously unathletic child. (laughs) And now I struggle a lot with like advocating for myself in the gym and thinking like, oh, I can do that. Or, oh, I should work on that. Or, oh, I could be good at that. Because I just assume like, nope, I'm not athletic. Like, that's just not who I am. Right. And having to reframe like, no, like I am athletic. Like the last five years have proven that I am athletic and letting go, I guess, kind of letting go of the past in terms of like, you know, letting go of being that five-year-old kid who doesn't get put on the soccer team because I just want to make dandelion crowns the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like that post that you put on Instagram today that was, you wanted to talk about that. Oh, yeah. So I have been, I wouldn't necessarily say this is something I've been working on, but a couple of months ago over the summer, I tried to, to just do like a ring support, like just hop up in the rings and just support, just hold myself. And I couldn't do it. And I just was really disheartened by that because I don't know, I guess I just thought of it as sort of like a basic skill. And I like couldn't even do it for a second. Like I couldn't even hold myself for a split second. And so I just have been shying away from it because I didn't, it was one of those things that I was like, la, 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 la. I don't want to know. <laughs> and so today we had this workout. I had a lot of ring rows in it. And so you know, it's supposed to have strict muscle-ups, which clearly I'm not going to love strict muscle-ups, believe it or not, guys. 
Come um, on, Claire. I don't even, yeah, and I don't. I also don't have strict pull-ups, <laughs> which is I'm working on. But so I was doing ring rows, and afterwards I already had the ring set up. So afterwards I just like was like, you know what, screw it. So I hopped up and held and was able to do the hold really easily, and I was really surprised and I was really excited. And I like went and got my phone and took a couple of pictures, and I went to go post it. And my initial instinct was to be like, you know, I know this isn't a big deal, but. I got my ring hold back today. And then I was like, you know what, F that. I am excited. Like, this is a big deal for me. I have been, I was really disappointed when I couldn't do this over the summer. And I was really surprised and excited when I was able to do it today. I'm not going to minimize this by being like, no, this isn't that big of a deal. And so I just, I just said F that. Literally not, I mean, literally F, like the letter F, not the other word. Not the, not the other (laughs) word. No, that's pretty rad. I think that that's letting go of expectations of what you think other people expect from you and what you think is like important to other people and just saying, you know what? I'm excited by what just happened and you can think it's lame, but I don't think it's lame. Yeah. It's like me with the shoulders or whatever, like with all those things that we kind of put on ourselves or like Joy's the one that has to be, you know, when we were talking to a D and how she, a D was like, I'm the girl with the abs. I just, I loved that episode because it really forces us to think of ourselves differently and define ourselves differently. I think that's kind of the message that we wanted to bring to you guys in this episode is think outside the box question what you tell yourself every day and stop reading instagram because is are there any new things that you've been wanting to try how's your (laughs) have you gone to the dance class yet i have not and that's something that i probably will i'm gonna probably go like on a wednesday night they have a class that i want to take so that's for sure in the future the near future i've at least found a studio yeah, well, and it's like one block away from your house. Yeah. Helpful. I think I sent you this. I want to really, tr- I really want to try City Surf. Ooh, okay. Yes, did I did that see link? that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, I don't really know what kind of, like what I would call it, kind of almost like a Pilates slash just like boot campy type of class, like a lot of body weight stuff, but you do it on this surfboard that's on like a balance <laughs> thing. It so sounds a little dangerous, is- but it looks really fun. It, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with surfing, like obsessed. Are you aware of this? No, fact? no. Oh my gosh, really? How have I not talked about this? Wait. All through middle school and high school, I was obsessed with surfing. All I wanted to do was grow up and be a surfer. Oh no. Did you wear like surf- braided bracelets on your wrists? Yes. <laughs> and I I would go and buy all the surfing magazines I could find. I would go to like, there used to be this place in Boulder called Eads. It was just like an old like smoke shop and newsstand. And I would go buy all the surfing magazines I could find like every single month. And I would cut out all the pictures. And I had, my entire bedroom wall was covered in nothing but like surfing pictures that I cut out and taped onto my wall. And But where did this I come was, from? Like you're, you grew up I in Colorado. No, I am aware. I have no idea. It was like one day I just woke up and I was like, I'm going to grow up and be a surfer. I was obsessed. Is it was like, like kind watch. of like my dolphin obsession when I, after I saw Free Willy, I was convinced I was going to be a marine biologist. I think that happened to every 10 year old girl. Yeah, I don't know where this came from though. Like it wasn't like there wasn't like oh I saw a movie or something. It was just like I was obsessed with surfing. Anyway, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, I have to try this. <laughs> this is gonna. I'm gonna finally pursue my dream of being, oh. a, world, of being a surfer. Dreams do come true. Yeah, I would totally try that with you. You know what I've been really doing lately, which I I think uh, this is actually, it kind of works against me some days because I get serious FOMO. But I have, you know, the the nice new feature on, not new, but new-ish feature on Facebook where you can browse all the events in your area is like crack to me. 
<laughs> so I haven't tried that. Oh, it's like it, it's kind of a bad thing because then you look at all these things that are going around on around you. So I I think back to Sarah's question. I think this would be good for you, Sarah. Is kind of like browse the events section on Facebook for all the things that are around you. It kind of like it divvies them up into different categories: sports, art, food, etc. And it's kind of cool. So that's that always gives me ideas if like Scott and I are bored and we want we're looking for things to do on the weekend. I definitely would recommend that. But then there's times where I I'll be interested in so many events that I'll be like, oh shit, I didn't go to that one. Oh man, I suck. I didn't go to that. And you like get FOMO. So I have to be careful. But it's kind of fun just to see what's around and it makes you kind of feel more connected to your community. I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah. It's pretty fun. All right. And then we are on the Paleo Women podcast this week. So you guys can get a double dose of Joy and Claire. We recorded that with them last month. So I'm excited to hear it because I totally forgot what we said. I hope it's good. Know, it'll be good. They're so fun. Oh. Did you see that um, Noelle is pregnant? No. Oh, it's, that's exciting. It's Noelle, right? Yeah. I hope it's Noelle and not. It's Noelle. Oh, that's so exciting. Paleo Women Podcast. We talk about anxiety. We talk a little bit about hormones. We talk yeah. about all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, I have a serious crush on them. They're, they're just the cutest. They're really cute. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, I have a confession to make, and you're going to laugh at me, is I Coffee watched... on Marathon? Nope. No Groupons. Okay. But I watched this the other day, and I was like, I have to tell Claire because I feel like I have to get this off my chest. But I watched the first episode of The Hills the other night and it was just such good therapy. And I thought you'd be so disappointed because I thought I moved past like Laguna Beach in the hills. But it was so good. At least you're not <laughs> watching the Kardashians. That's, That's so like true. About. And I still have moments where I want to turn it on, but I just can't. Anytime I watch the hills, I get like my heart hurts because I just want to go to California so bad. <laughs> and I just want to live and I want to drive a convertible and work at Teen Vogue. Is that too much to ask? No. <laughs> That'll be my goal for 2017. Do they work at Teen Vogue? Do they you drive your convertible to your job at Teen Vogue? <laughs> Do they hire 40 year olds? No. <laughs> it's probably like 40 is the new 18. <laughs> You're in luck. All right. So I think that's it. I think we covered some really, I think we, I think we had a serious therapy session. I am like sweating. That was really intense. Whoa, Joy. Whoa. All right, guys, don't forget to check out PureWOD. Support our other podcast by supporting our sponsors, P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com. The discount code is GGW. We love all of their products. Uh, We are particularly excited about their protein product this week. But just go check them out. Yeah, get the good stuff. stuff. And like I said, everyone's just... good people over there. Yeah, super good people. And we have a lot of listeners, like I said, giving feedback about the sample pack. So try it out and support Girls Gone Wild podcast. So that's it for this week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.